This is the Voices of Misery podcast. This show isn't for the easily offended, so PC Police on Patrol stand by. You've been warned. Now let's join the nerd and nerdette with another podcast for that ass. What's going on, everybody? It's the Voices of Misery podcast. I am, of course, the nerd, and today I have another podcast for that ass. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a solo episode. One of my personal favorite episodes I've ever recorded is actually, um, you know, I recorded it last night, and I'm putting it out today uh, just because, you know, I'm trying to get into the whole editing thing, trying to make things sound a little bit better, but unfortunately, um, Skype is just fucking terrible sometimes. Um, like, a certain parts of this interview that I'm about to play for you, it, like, cuts in and out just a tiny bit. Um, I was using Skype. I was recording, you know, through the Skype app, and I don't know what the hell it is about that program, dude. It, like, doesn't, like, really translate very well sometimes. So I'm going to move away from Skype, I think, eventually, and uh, maybe start using Discord. I, th- I, th- I think that's a better app for recording. I think things just come out clearer, and it just sounds better. And the few interviews I've done on Discord, I think it comes out better, you know, and uh, just just quality-wise, I think it sounds better, so... Probably going to be switching over to that one, but that does not take away from the fact that Ava Hadid is my guest, and man, she was freaking amazing. Like, seriously, like, one of my um, personal favorite interviews that I've done, and I know I say that almost every time, but this time I really, truly do mean it. Um, They're just getting better and better, and the guests are getting better and better, and I'm going to tell you this, man. Ava was extremely open about her career in life. And, um, she, she's been doing escorting, um, professional escorting for, for a couple of years now. And she just got into the adult industry and, uh, just filmed her first scene with Plumber Pass. And, um, we're going to get into all that stuff, you know, during the interview, but just very open, candid, and, um, just a really good sport. Just really cool. Uh, great person to talk to. And, um, yeah, man, just a lot of cool shit coming up for you guys in this episode and a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline as well. But, uh, yeah, dude, um. Before I get into that interview, before I play it here, i got to get the pleasantries out of the way. Um, I've been talking a lot about CBDmedic.com. It's a great website. Um, you guys you guys know I have mental health issues, you know, and um, aches and pains as I'm getting older. And CBD Medic has been a real blessing. Um, CBD in general has been a great blessing, but especially CBD Medic. They put out some of the best products I've ever tried. And um, these guys are sponsored by Rob Gronkowski and the Voices of Misery podcast. So I feel like I'm in pretty decent company there, don't you think? A three-time Super Bowl uh, tight end. Recently retired. Hopefully he comes back, man, you know. But as a, as a fan of sports, I hope the guy comes back. Really great athlete. But he takes CBD. And you know what? That'll probably get him back on the field sooner, man. You know, uh, he you know takes great pounding on the field, you know. And I take a pounding in my day-to-day life. Just getting beat up mentally, physically. You know what I mean? And this stuff really helps me relax. They have all these creams and oils and stuff like that. You just kind of take a small amount, don't need a lot, rub it on your affected area, and before you know it, you start feeling good, you know. Those tight joints start loosening up a little bit. You take the tincture drops under your tongue, and before you know it, your anxiety starts subsiding, you know. You start feeling better. I cannot tell you how much I love their product, and I do it every day, multiple times. I, I you know, I, I, I rub the affected areas with the with the cream and the oils and stuff like that. And I, uh, and I take the, the tincture like orally every single day and it and it really does help out i can't stress how much this stuff has really changed my life it makes me feel better and um you know since you guys are listeners of the voice of misery podcast i do have something special just for you 
uh, if you use our code VOM Podcast One Zero, that's uh, Voice of Misery Podcast V O M P O D C A S T One Zero, you will save ten percent off any order, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, a thousand dollars. No matter how much you spend, you save ten percent. So the more you buy, the more you save, and it just makes sense, you know. Go ahead and spend all your money. Buy all the CBD stuff you can off CBDmedic.com. Use our code VOM Podcast One Zero. You will thank me later. All right. So that's one of my little pleasantries. And another one. Uh, these ladies are really good friends of the show now. Now, their names are Wendy and Beth, and they are extremely charismatic, very cool, have a very good podcast out there, the Fruit Loops Podcast. You can find them on pretty much everywhere uh, you listen to your, your favorite podcast, basically. And with these ladies, they basically talk about uh, serial killers and, and people of color that are serial killers, which is a really interesting concept. Because, you know, everybody knows, you know, the big ones, you know, you know, the Zodiac Killer, you know, uh, Ted Bundy, um, uh, what the hell's his name? Like one of eight people, oh, Jeffrey Dahmer. There's so many out there that are just very popular and, you know, really thrown in your face in mainstream society. And the thing about their podcast is they talk about some of the lesser known ones, you know, and uh, people of color. So I'm going to let them explain to you. So I'm going to play their their commercial. And I want you guys to check them out on social media, Fruit Loops Pod. And um, just, just, just check it out, man, you know? Speaking of, Fruit Loops is a great cereal, by the way. Holy shit, I can't eat it anymore because I'm keto and, you know, too much sugar. But, man, it's good stuff. Just like their podcast is really good. And, you know, they got really cool voices for podcasts, you know, like really soothing, you know. And just very entertaining people and very informative. And you learn something every time. And things that you, you know, are uh, curious about, like why serial killers do what they do and just all sorts of different things, man. They got a really cool show. I've been obsessed with it. I've been binging it nonstop, neglecting my other podcasts. But they definitely made my rotation. I'm a big fan of their stuff. And after the the, the spot, I'm going to get right into my interview with Ava Hadid. So enjoy, ladies and gentlemen, and share us on social media. At Voices of Misery on Twitter. Um, Facebook's dead, of course. You know, I don't know what the hell's going on with them. It'll probably never come back. And uh, you can also send us an email, you know, feedback, stuff like that. Things you might want to hear us talk about. People you may want us to interview. Um, Voices of Misery podcast at gmail.com. And, yeah, man, anytime you just Google Voices of Misery, you'll find us. We're all over the place right now. So we appreciate everybody out there for listening. And we're doing more live shows. And we got something special coming up on Sunday that we'll talk about on our social media page. To find out, you got to check us out at Voices of Misery. And without further ado, Wendy and Beth, take it. Hey, Wendy, what you listening to? Oh, hey, Beth. I've just become obsessed with true crime. But I am wondering, you know, you being the OG of true crime and everything, if there are any true crime stories out there about people of color or minorities. There are. I'm obsessed with true crime, too. And it's true. Not all serial killers are white dudes. Get out of here. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's right. Not all serial killers are white. Or, get this, even dudes. Stop. And you know what? Fruit Loose Serial Killers of Color is a podcast all about them. That's right. We take deep dives into the lives and crimes of people of color and their victims that the news leaves out because, well, the news is racist. Allegedly. Ever heard of Swift Runner? The Dating Game Killer? The Taco Bell Strangler? Or La Matavejitas? Well, if you want to hear about them and other true crime stories about people of color, women, LGBTQ, and any other minorities, then listen and subscribe to Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color wherever you get your podcasts. And we are Wendy and Beth. She's Wendy. I'm Beth. We're not journalists, investigators, or psychologists. Just a couple of gals interested in true crime. Mm-hmm. New episodes drop every Thursday. So look alive, guys. It's crazy out there. <laughs> 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Ava Hadid. I'm very excited. Doing a lot of research online, just checking out her stuff. And boy, she has some good shit on the internet. Just make sure when you search your name, you're not at work or on a work device because it is a little NSFW, but very worth it. How are you doing, Ava? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Now, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, when I found you online, um, it was actually through a retweet of a friend of mine who's who seems to be a really big fan of yours. They retweeted you, and I saw a picture, and I'm like, holy shit, who is this? Click your page, and ever since then, I've been looking nonstop. So very, very big fan of yours now. How long have you been um, been doing what you're doing? It's going to be four years uh, at the end of this month. Uh-huh. You're a baby still. You're I still- am. I am a baby, yeah. <laughs> You're still so new. So what made you, what made you get into uh, adult entertainment? Well, I uh, moved to Las Vegas at 18 and started going to UNLV. Um, you know, I got involved in the, you know, nightclub, you know, the nightclub strip club scene. I was a cocktail server at a strip club. And I was just kind of like, you know, there's got to be a better quality of life, a better way to live out here. And a girlfriend, you know, introduced me into, you know, escorting and just kind of went from there. Now, now you mentioned escorting and and I kind of wanted to lead into this because because when I typed your name into Google to find, you know, everything that you've ever done. And I'd highly recommend everyone out there go ahead and search everything she's done because it's amazing stuff. Really nice photo shoots. Um. How, how how did you get introduced into escorting? How did that start? Well, as you know, Las Vegas is kind of one of the escort capitals of the world. Um, at the time, it's I was involved with an agency where they would post a bunch of pictures of somebody that wasn't me or looked anything like me, and I would show up and you know I would you know perform whatever services it was for the whatever amount of time that they booked me for. And, you know, finally, after kind of, you know, kind of seeing how how the industry worked and how, you know, how clients were and how people were, I would just kind of cut myself free from that and did it all on my own. And I, you know, I made a website, you know, I made friends, I made a Twitter account, um, you know, and just kind of just built my 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 fan base and built my clients from there. Now, I have a lot of questions when it comes to escorting because there's so many things that go through my head when you hear the word escort. Now, right. um, when when you first started this, can, do you recall your, your first ever um, date? Do you remember, like, how nervous you were or anything oh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I mean, to till this day, and we're still, like, super good friends now. Wait, so, yeah, you, mean, you're, you're was... still friends with them? Yeah, we're, we're like really good friends. Um, we've been friends, you know, for four years and he's a super cool guy. So the first time you guys met, like, did you hit it off immediately? Did you have like butterflies in your stomach, super nervous? So the first time, yeah, because he requested a skinny blonde and clearly that's not <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything related to what I look like. He requested a skinny blonde with blue eyes and I was like... And what they do is they, so what they do is they just have like a bunch of girls and they're just like, go here, go here, go here. Agencies are the worst. If anybody is, is, is looking to get into it, I would never recommend an agency ever, but that's, I was young, you know, and that's, that, that's the way I decided to go. So, you know, he requested a skinny blonde. They sent me, I showed up at the door and it was like awkward because like, 
you know, he doesn't know what I'm going to look like. I don't know what he's going to look like. So he's kind of just like this, just like, hey, what's up? And <laughs> he was just like, you know, like, I'm trying, like, I just want to be transparent with you. Like, you know, I requested a skinny blonde. That's obviously not you, but you're gorgeous. And I would love to, you know, still, you know, take you out kind of a thing. And at first I was kind of like, well, fuck, he's just doing it because he feels bad. So I felt, you know, shitty, but quickly warmed up um we actually did a dinner date and he booked me for four hours we went to dinner we went to a Cirque du Soleil show and then we hung out and we actually ended up extending another four hours past that because we just got along so well and you know we talked about music you know we talked about you know art culture everything and we just like super hit it off and it was just something that you know, neither one of us were expecting. And I'm just, you know, super, super grateful that that was my first experience versus, you know, other people's. Now, now, now that's really cool. And it's kind of interesting because I've never, you know, myself, I've never personally used an escort or, or used escort services, but I have seen the advertisements online. Right. And, I've, and, and I've always wondered, like, what happens on these dates? And, and I'm sure, you know, you get different clients or something different happens in every single one, but it's kind of, it, it's just surprising to me, though, that someone would want to use their time because you're spending such a, a high amount of money for a short amount of time, you know, going to a show or going to dinner and stuff like that. Like, why do you think that is? Because, like, in, in my mind, it was always like, hey, let's go to a hotel, fuck, and then right. we're out. Right. And, and, and you know, and in, and in the industry, I mean, trust me, you get a ton of those. But there are people... You know, believe it or not, and 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 I, I didn't believe it until I obviously you know started doing more of them. There are people they just like you know they just want to you know they they want to hang out you know they want to talk you know they want to vent to you you know they want to you know vent to you about, about their wife their life or you know some of them just strictly just want that little like arm candy like I have this you know younger good looking woman or you know whatever their taste is by my side and it's just it's 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 a thing. I mean now, granted. You, you get more, you know, shorter bookings, you know, where that's just what they're looking for. But sometimes you do get the, the longer extended bookings. And when you do, you know, they're a lot of fun. And all of the people through the, the four years that I've been doing it that I've created the longer extended bookings with were like, you know, just super good friends. And it's like more of just like a friendship connection versus a just text me, hey, are you around in an hour? Let's fuck really quick. And then, you know, let, let's go our separate ways kind of a thing. Uh, what happens when you become friends with somebody? Do they get the friend discount or do they still have to pay the hangout? Negative. With they still have to pay. <laughs> so they're not really <laughs> friends. They're just kind of like, okay, we can we can text back and forth, but if you want to spend time, you got to come out of pocket. I mean, every everyone's different. I'm just speaking from 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 myself. You know, some people might offer discounts. What I offer is like a travel package where, um, you know. I'll, I'll, you know, accompany you on your trip or whatever. And versus, and you versus, you know, you paying me, you know, X amount per hour. It's like a per day kind of a thing. But okay. I, I, I do my best to, to really make it as non-transactional as possible. Cause you know, it's awkward for me. It's awkward for him. And it just, it doesn't really, it's not sexy. It doesn't really set the mood. So I, that's just my personal way of, of, of branding when I, when I do those kind of dates. Uh, yeah, I dig it. Now, what about like emotional attachments with this? So, for instance, like let's say if um, you know, like you have to be a good actress, obviously, because I've right, read sure. up a little bit about girlfriend experiences, mm-hmm. where like guys will pay for someone to like go out to dinner, hug, kiss, canoodle, you know, like spoon a little bit, and not necessarily have sex. How hard is it for you to get into that? Like, okay, I have to pretend um. Larry's girlfriend for a little bit. Is that something that just comes naturally? Do you have to take classes or anything like that? 
No, I mean, it, it, it comes naturally to me because it's something that I truly enjoy to do. I'm, I'm just a super open person and, you know, I will sit here and talk to you about my life and, and, and have you get to know me on a personal level, no, no matter, no matter who you are kind of a thing. So to me, it, it, it comes naturally to other people, not so much. And, 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 and it may be awkward for them and, you know, to try to hold a conversation with somebody that you just met. But for me, it, it's super easy and I, and I enjoy it, but you know, that, that's just me. Now, this is a very risque job. Um, do you have any kind of like security detail that come with you or do you have like protection, like a gun or anything like a knife or something just in case he's um, kind of crazy? I mean, not really, but that's because my, my screening is like super crazy. Like I know everything about you before I'm going to, you know, be in your presence kind of a thing. I've been super fortunate. I have never personally dealt. Well, I had one instance, but other than that, I've never dealt with anybody that's gone crazy or, or have, I've had never had any problems. Everybody that I've ever came, you know, in contact with has been a super nice, super gentleman, super respectful. Um, but I, I personally don't have any protection. I don't carry a gun or a knife with me. I have pepper spray, but I feel like everybody has that. But I, I think it's just more so about your screening and the way that you, um, you know, and, and, and the protocols that you take in order to make sure you really know this person you're going to be with. Now, what about the screening process? Because you, you perfectly segued. You must have done this before. You perfectly segued me into the next question I had for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and about the screening, it was about, because the first thing that came to my head was like, how do they know these guys aren't like sick, like HIV or STDs or anything like that? Is that part of the screening? Do, do they have to provide like some sort of proof or paperwork that they don't um, have sickness? Yes and no. I mean, everyone's different. Um all of the services that I provide are covered. So, um, you know, if, if, if somebody has something, it wouldn't be, you know, transferable to me with services that I do. Um, but there is a database you can, you can search, you have to pay for it. And there's a, there's a database that you search and it kind of just gives you, you know, their latest information. Um, you know, whenever, whenever that was or is, but so typically, typically, how it works is in the community and in the circle of girls, somebody will say, Hey, I, Hey, I'd love to book, you know, three hours of your time. I, here are my references. And they list three girls that they have seen or two girls or how, whatever. And, you know, they're, they're, they're typically girls that are known in the community. So a lot of people are kept within the circle, meaning that like, I would reach out to so-and-so and say, Hey, have you seen this guy? This is his information. They're like, yeah, I have. He's totally safe, totally clean. And that's, and that's, that's really a lot of what goes down. Now, if it's a new person, then the screening is obviously done where I know your name. I know your birth date. I know where you live. I know what you look like. I have your ID on file. I know where you work. It's kind of like, I know enough about you that if something were to happen, I would be able to, you know, obviously take the precautions that I need to know. Very detailed answer, and and I appreciate that because it, it's really nice to get into the whole like behind the scenes aspect. Because when right. people, because like, it, and it, it's sad because when people think escort, they think oh horror, they think horrible things, and it's really not that way. That's why I reached out to you because this really intrigues me the whole lifestyle. So I do okay. appreciate you for being so so uh, upfront with everything. It's great. No, yeah, totally. You know, and 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 that's another thing. You know, I have 
I'm, I'm one of the fortunate ones where, um, you know, my family is a hundred percent knows they know what I do. They know everything about me. So I don't have to hide anything, you know? Um, and, 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 you know, I find myself constantly explaining to, you know, you know, people in my family, you know, my close friends, even my boyfriend, you know, how to, you know, how everything actually goes down. And it's amazing at how many people, I mean, and you wouldn't know, I mean, you know, a normal person that's never used an escort service or an escort before wouldn't know these things unless somebody told them, you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting to see how many people truly have no idea. They just think that, that I'm just laying around in lingerie, you know, waiting to get fucked and, you know, fucking five guys a day. And that's like literally the, the farthest thing from actually what happens. And it's complete bullshit too. how there's such a stigma about uh, about the profession where, you know, you, you you can only do it in certain areas like in, in Las Vegas, you could do it. And you're not living in Vegas now, right? You're living. No, in- I just moved. I lived in Vegas for six years. I'm now currently in L.A. Now, in L.A., I don't know all the rules everywhere, and all the laws. It's not legal in L.A., right? The escort. No, but it's it's tech. It's not legal in Las Vegas either. It's only legal in Pahrump. Really? Yeah. A lot of people don't know that escorting, prostitution, whatever you want to call it, is technically not legal in Las Vegas. It's legal in um, I don't know the county name exactly. I I forgot the name of the county, but it's it's in Pahrump, which is where all the brothels are. So whenever you you know, people always say, oh, you know, I'm not a cop because, you know, you know, but escort is technically escorting prostitution is still technically illegal in Las Vegas. Now, now there's two urban legends, and I want to see if you can squash them for me, okay? Okay. Now, I've always heard that if, like, an escort brings, a, uh, like, a John to, like, a hotel room, the, uh, if, if, if you ask someone, are you a cop, do they have to tell you that they are? Or can a cop say no and then, you know, yeah, lie? That is, that's absolute bullshit. Cops can do whatever they want. Cops, some cops will even pay a deposit to to entrap you. So, that whole thing is complete bullshit. I've heard that. I've heard if you're a cop, you you'll you can't expose yourself. So if you're a cop, pull your dick out, and that proves that's absolute bullshit. It's it's cops will entrap you any way they want if they want to. Now, when you started off in the escorting, did you um did you start off as like you know like 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 the high end escorting that you do, or or did you do like the street walking thing? No, I never, I never did that. Um, I never did the street walking and I never did what's called quote unquote freestyling, which is when you just sit at a bar and, and, um, you know, freestyle it and find clients out in public. I don't do that. And I never walk the street just because, um, I, I, I like to know who I'm going to see before I see them and know something about them. So, um, I, I never personally did that. Um, you know, others, other, you know, may have or, or, or did, but I didn't start at the rate that I started at. I was obviously cheaper because nobody had any idea who I was and I didn't have any type of fan base that I have now. But I was I was never a streetwalker or a freestyler. Everything with me was always online. Excellent. Excellent. Now, let me ask you this. OK. Do you have any limits when you're on a date? Like, let's say if uh, your rate, like what's your what's your highest rate? I, I guess for like a overnight. Well, twenty four hours is uh, five thousand dollars. Okay, now for five thousand dollars, can someone do pretty much whatever they want, or do you have limits? Like, okay, we're gonna do everything but this. Um, I'm a, 
personally, I'm a pretty open person. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super kinky. I'm, you know, I'm down to role play. I'll pretty much do, you know, anything. I don't do, I don't do anything that involves any blood. I don't do anything that involves any, any, um, any urine or feces. That's just not my thing. And, um, other than that, for like an overnight date, I just ask that I at least get six to seven hours of sleep. Other than that, we do whatever we want. So what if you get like a weirdo who's like, I'm going to choke you until you turn blue? You know, you got any like, like I mean, even on the table? Yeah. So that is kind of a tricky situation because if you allow somebody to, personally, I love choking. I'm a huge, I'm a huge person. I'm like, choke me, spank me, fuck me, pull my hair kind of a person. But when you're, when you allow somebody that you don't know that well to engage in that with you, it could potentially create a, a dangerous scene, if that makes any sense. So I kind of feel it out before I allow that person to choke me because, you know, they might, you know, choking is a whole, you know, breath, breath play, as they call it, is a whole thing. You know, you can, you know, you can really hurt somebody if you don't know what you're doing and you don't even realize that you're doing it. So that's, that's kind of a gray area. That's just, that just depends on really how I feel and how well I know the person. Okay. Now, here's the other one that I wanted you to squash this. Uh, this is just a thought, you know, um, and, and like an urban legend. What about if, like, let's say, like, you're with a client at a hotel and you guys are, you know, doing the deed and, like, a cop was, like, watching you guys and he kicked the door down and he comes in there he's like, freeze, you know, you guys are under arrest. What if you both say you're dating? Can you get out that way? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never heard of that scenario happening, um, you know, but also I, I don't, believe it or not, you know, when I'm out in public and when I'm meeting somebody I don't scream the word escort like at all I'm super like unless we're doing like something like a dinner date or something where we're going out then yeah but if it's something where I just show up I'm super casual super covered up in like gym clothes and it's we just kind of do a casual casual little drink you know down at the bar or you know in a casino you meet down by a slot machine that's personally never happened to me um but if they did yeah you could you totally could just say you're dating or he's your sugar daddy or, you know, whatever. And I'm, and you would probably get away with it. What about, what about this one? How about if there's a camera set up? Because this, because this in my opinion is, is like a really tricky situation. Let's say if, if like the guy wants to record the act and he's got a camera on the bed, is it no different than making a porno film? Because fil- filming porn's legal and technically the woman right, and guy right. are both getting paid to have sex. What's the difference between being an escort and filming a porn except for no camera? I mean, your guess is just as good as mine. I don't understand why prostitution slash escorting is illegal, but but a, a lot of a lot of girls will not let you record me. I don't give a shit. If you want to record me, you just have to pay me more. But if you want to record me, fine. I mean, my I'm everywhere out there anyway, and I'm and I'm in porn as you've seen. So to me, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when they record me when I don't know or behind my back. That's what I'm not okay with. But as far as the legal standpoint goes, I, I really don't know. Um, you know, that, that's just a personal preference on if the girl is okay with you recording her. Personally, I am, but not other people are. Yeah, and like... I- one thing, too, like I've talked about this quite a few times in the podcast because I do a solo one where I kind of just talk about politics and life and shit like that. Uh-huh. And prostitution has come up quite a few times. And it's it just doesn't make any sense why it's illegal, because I can see it being a positive thing if they legalized it. 
you got so many girls in the street that were abandoned by their families, just have horrible upbringings. Unlike you, because you you're you're a very intelligent person. I can tell in the twenty minutes we've been talking, you're a very smart lady. You got your shit together. But there's a lot of them that don't. Right, right. And I've seen them. I mean, like I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, like the meth capital of the world, and you see girls just fucked up. You know, they got like those uh like chicken pot marks all over their arms and faces. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They look like shit. They don't look like you. I'll tell you that. I mean, like you look <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, you're you're you you got it going on, girl. Thank you. <laughs> but but yeah, like there's some that don't. And the thing is, is like if you were to make prostitution legal, you can get like an old building, you can clean it up, you can put doctors in there, make sure the girls are clean, maybe get them their GED, put them through some kind of trade school, and they can still do that on the side to make their money. But they get tested regularly. Maybe give them a room inside of like an old abandoned hotel that you turned into a hospital or something. I don't know. I'm not like a politician or anything, but. I just think that you can really tax it like, hey, you can come get a blowjob on your lunch break, $20 plus tax, you know, put money back into the city. I, I just don't understand why it's illegal. I mean, if, if someone's only talent in life is to fuck, let them do it and then teach them how to do something else, like give them some sort of an outlet, like some kind of schooling or something that they can right. you know, maybe get out of that lifestyle. I don't understand why it has to be something where you pick up a girl at two o'clock in the morning when she's stumbling up the street high off a of Coke or crack whatever you 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 get a blowjob in your car and you kick her out or kill her or something like that keep the girls safe they're going to do it anyway why don't you make it legal do something with it you know i i, I this is something i feel very passionate about yeah i mean you're you're preaching to the choir i i personally i my quote is i mean really realistically you're paying for it no matter which way you look at it why is paying an escort you know five hundred dollars an hour any different than taking a girl to dinner taking her for drinks, paying for her Uber, then hoping you're going to, you're going to fuck her by the end of the night where this is more promising. That's, that's just been my philosophy. And I personally, you know, I personally agree with you. I, I don't understand why it's not legal, but you know, it's just, just, you know, the way it is. Maybe, maybe one day they'll regulate it and they'll tax on it, but it's like that in Pahrump. I encourage you, if you ever find your way in Las Vegas to go up there, it's super non-pressured. You don't even have to even see anybody, but just take a visit up there and just see how they run it. It's really interesting and it's actually really cool. And everybody's super open, super friendly. There's a restaurant, there's a bar. You can hang out, you can meet the girls and you just really get a feel for how they do it. That's, that's kind of how they do it over there. And it's, and it, and it, it's, it's pretty amazing because I've never seen anything like it. It sounds like a really good time. There's actually a bar that's nearby here that has a reputation, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. where like you can go there with your significant other and there's like a swinger atmosphere like well, it's, yeah it's pretty interesting stuff like I've, I've never gone obviously my my wife i've been married for 14 years we're both prudes you know we only know two positions we don't really get down and dirty or anything like that but mm-hmm. it's just interesting to know that like people that you may work with people that you may see on a regular basis go to this bar and they have this secret lifestyle you know and Oh, yeah. yeah, I could tell you, you know, this, that's another podcast for another day, maybe, but I could tell you stories for fucking days of people that I have ran into in private sex parties, swinger clubs, brothels. I mean, you name it. it it's, it's, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a taboo lifestyle. And people are really into, you know, the word taboo is something that's not socially acceptable. And people are just really, really drawn and into that. And you'll, you'll, you know, and it's anybody, you know, it could be your doctor. It could be, you know, your son's, you know, you know, baseball coach. It could be your ex-girlfriend, you know, I mean, you never know. And you always run into so many different types of people in those places. It's super interesting. All right. You got my uh, ears perked up here. So I got to ask, what's like the most surprising client you've ever had? With 
you mean like like the person like 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 who he was or you well, mean like I guess it's like a two part question like have you ever seen like a celebrity like oh my god it's Michael Jordan or or oh, have yeah. you ever be like oh my god oh, this guy's yeah. a doctor this guy's a lawyer he, this guy's a cop you know like anything like that Yes plenty Oh let's hear it what like just what's the most surprising one Um I obviously can't name him Of course, um, of course. I would but... never but um, I've seen a um, I've seen a very well known musician, um, which that actually ended up going public. So if you did a little bit of research, you could probably find out who that is. Um, I have seen a pretty well known actor, and I've seen a few athletes. Now the athletes and the musicians don't surprise me as much because like they're traveling constantly and they're away from their family, so I can see them doing it more. Like I can see them just just like going out there and being like, "Hey, I gotta find something while I'm on the road. I'm lonely. My wife's not here. Let, let me look through the you know the the internet and find somebody." And they see you, you know, you're all over the place. I mean, holy shit, you know, you're like out there. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and by what I mean by out there, like you've got like a body that won't quit. And I wanted to kind of segue into this. Now you just filmed your first adult scene for Plumper Pass not too long ago. I did. Yep. Now, let me just go on record right now. I hate the, the website's name. Plumper, it's it just, it's it's kind of offensive in a way, I, I, I guess, because, like, you're calling someone, you know, fat, I guess. And I don't see you as that. I, you're, you're curvy, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see you as a plumper. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, the, the, the title's never really been my favorite either, but, but they are, like, the creme de la creme of you know bbw plus size whatever the term is you want to call it for for non non skinny girls and i mean I, i'm sure you browse the site you know that's all they shoot um, oh, oh yeah for sure yeah it's like it's like i've because like I, i've looked at the site before and um some some of the most beautiful women are out there like uh what like like of course you and uh, samantha 38g's been on the site quite a few times she's beautiful mm-hmm. as well I, I, I don't know. There's something about that word, you know, and, and it goes back to like porn in general. Like they've got a couple of websites that are just really offensive out there. And there there's one that sticks out of my mind. It was called bigger than a N word. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? Why? Did, why is everything going to be so exploitative? You know, with, with, with yeah. Porn? Why can't they yeah, just I don't, I don't really know the, the 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 meaning behind plumper pass. Um, you know, it's. They, they, they. I just all I know is that they've been around for a really long time, and I met, I met the owner, director, whatever you want to call it, of the site last year at the Avian Awards because one of my really good friends is Sophia Rose, which I'm sure you know her. She's oh, yes. beautiful. She's one of my really, really good friends, and she introduced me to him because I wanted to, you know, kind of branch away from the escorting world because I got into a, a really serious relationship, and I think that's what you know, needed to be done for my relationship to progress. Um, so we talked and we, you know, kind of scheduled something last year and just our schedule just never aligned. So we finally got to shoot it. And it was like, you know, I'm super grateful that, that they were, you know, that they wanted to shoot me and that I was able to, you know, shoot and, and, and the feedback was nothing but positive. So I, you know, the, the name of the website is, you know, a little, it's not my favorite, but the website does really well. And the people, 
you know, that come from the website are super nice and super supportive. Yeah. And I, and I do love their content. They make some really good stuff. They, and, and everything's shot very tastefully. It's just a name, you know, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's just a name, but whatever, you know, but you do have a very interesting look, like very dark features, you know, and mm-hmm. do you mind if I ask what nationality you are? So I am half Persian, half Peruvian. Oh my goodness. That's where the nice dark features come from. Yeah. Olive, olive skin. Perfect. Look beautiful. Thank um, you. So, um, so let me ask you about your boyfriend. How, how did you guys meet and how was he so cool with everything that's going on? Like, yeah, he knows about your lifestyle, obviously. How is he so cool with this? Um, so I'm, 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 as you can, I'm sure can tell, I'm a super open person. You know, I don't lie. I don't beat around the bush, you know, from the get go, you know, I'm like, look, this is who I am. This is what I do. You take care of you leave it. And we actually met on Tinder, believe it or not. Um, we both had the anticipation it was just going to be a really good fuck and that was going to be going to be the end of it. But we like super fell in love and we're, we've been in a steady relationship for almost a year now and it's great. I mean, um, you know, he completely supports me. He completely, you know, is like my number one fan. He, you know, edits and records half the content that goes out there of me and, um, you know, just super supportive person. Personally, I'm just getting out of the escorting world just because I'm personally, I'm a little burnt out on it. Um, I'm a little tired and I just kind of want to get into a different uh, type of industry. And I think that in order for our relationship to progress, I think that that's what needs to be done. Because I, now that I have, you know, I'm in a relationship and I'm really happy, I don't have the time to fly around to different cities and see other guys for multiple days. That just doesn't work for our relationship. So, yeah. Was he now, is he allowed to date like, or I don't want to say the word date, but like see other women on the side, like maybe bang a chick that he may. Oh see. yeah. I, I encourage that because I'm really tired sometimes my, you know, you know, sex work, it's, it's super exhausting on your body. I encourage it. I'm like, please go out there and fuck somebody for the love of God. You know, do me a favor and go date somebody, please. But he hasn't yet. And I'm like, just, he's you know he's just we're super into each other and um you know but yes i'm like like i said i encourage it i'm like please do it <laughs> so so let me ask you this why the hell were you searching on tinder you don't seem like you don't seem like the kind of woman that would have to be on tinder i mean like you, you could probably walk in any bar in any country in any city and just point at a guy and say you and they just come yeah, see, I, i'm really weird about stuff like that i i like to know something i like to know about somebody before I do something like that like going to a bar and talking to you and meeting you and going home and fucking you is never something I would do just because I don't know that person you know I have no idea who I'm going home with and I'm super I'm super you know aware of my surroundings I'm super cautious and I just I prefer to meet somebody online talk to them you know do a little google search or whatever of them find out what they're about before I put myself in there you know what I mean in the situation with them no I get it but but let me counter that with this. Have you ever seen a TV show on MTV called Catfish? Yes. The thing is about Tinder, and 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 you're going to correct me on this, because like I said, I've been with my wife for 14 years. I have never downloaded the app, or so I, I don't know how it works. But isn't it just like a picture and like a quick intro? People could put whatever they want, a picture of whoever they want, and it's like you can easily be lied to. What do you think a bar would be easier well, yes and no. So on there, you also have to have something verified. You have to have a social media account verified in order to 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 be on there now. 
Um, so he had his social media account verified, which I went to and just, you know, as a woman, just did FBI search and found everything about his life. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and um, you know, it just went from there. But, you know, yeah, I, I guess I could go out to a bar and meet somebody that's just, believe it or not, you know, that's just not the kind of person I am. You will never see me out at a bar, you know, not bar, nightclub, out drinking and, and, and trying to find guys to fuck. That's just not me. Well, well, that's interesting that you say that because you are really good at this. You should have your own podcast because I think it'd be awesome. And you're very good. You're very good at talking. So thank you. Um, do you have any kind of filter for your clients or like a preference? Because I have seen a couple advertisements online where like a woman will say like no blacks or like or like no one under the age of 30 or anything like that. Do you have any kind of filter or if it's like, hey, you got the money, you, you got my time? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't discriminate. I typically don't like to see younger guys because they're just like, they have no idea what they're doing and they can't hold a conversation for the life of them. Um, I don't discriminate personally. Um, just black men just have never booked me. Black men just, they just kind of just like, you know, I, I don't know if they don't like me or what. Um, I see a lot of, you know, my, you know, the, the people that usually book me are white men and, and Middle Eastern men. You know, that is extremely shocking to me. Very shocking because of your body type. I mean, like you're, you're like you're a thick woman and and like you, you've got like the perfect build, like the look that most men want nowadays. And and, you know, typically, you know, um, I, I guess stereotypically, you know, black men like the thicker woman, you know, like black and Hispanic men like a thicker woman, more meat in their bones. Yeah, white men typically want like the wayfish, you know, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow type woman. Right. I know. I agree. Well, it, it's funny you say that because it's like, I can't tell you how many times, you know, m you know, my clients, men in general, just been like, you know, you're completely opposite of my wife. And I think that a lot of men go when they hire, a, when they hire, you know, a, a companion escort or they watch porn or whatever. They're attracted to someone that's completely opposite of what they have in their life already. That's that's what I've in my case. Like half of the guys that have dated me are married to you know a five foot eight woman with super a flat chested blonde that you know is is just as straight as a bone, and that's fine, you know, because you know that's their type. But then you know they come to see me because I'm obviously completely opposite of that. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's just really surprising. Like, I'm I'm still like trying to wrap my head around that. Like, wow, that's just that's it's absolutely insane. Yeah, now, I mean, I've I've had inquiries. I've, I've, I'm you know I'm 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 approached by 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 other men, all other types of men, all day, every day, and I've had inquiries. Just never, never anyone's actually pulled the plug on that with me. Crazy. Now, were you always like um like a bigger girl growing yep. up? Always. Okay. Now, now, did you, um, now, when did you become comfortable or were you always comfortable with like your size and how you are and how you're built? You know, it's funny. It literally took until that plumper pass scene dropped for me to be a hundred percent comfortable with just everything being out there now. You know, I used to take pictures, you know, and things that would obviously slim me and in really good angles and, you know, suck it in and move my double chin, you know, and do all that now. But ever since that scene dropped, it's weird. It's like, I'm a completely different person now. I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck anymore. And it's like, that's out there for everyone to see. So it's either you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. And that's just who I am now. Yeah. And like, I saw a lot of podcasts, like you even post a lot of pictures on, on, on your official Twitter page and we'll plug everything at the end of the podcast and also throw out the links in the description of this podcast for people to add yeah. you and check out your stuff. 
we even post a lot of pictures and I see nothing but positive comments on there. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I, my entire life, you know, I've been, I've been body shamed and bashed and, you know, for, you know, growing up for the way that I look. Cause I went to an all girls Catholic school growing up. So, you know, I was just, and I was just completely different than the other girls. Cause obviously I was brought up with the, with the Muslim, you know, upbringing. And then long story short, my mom decided she wanted me to be Catholic one day. So, you know, I, I constantly growing up, I was teased and tormented and people were horrible to me, but you know, just, I, but online, you know, people, people are so nice to me online and it's something that I never in a million years expected I would get, you know, every now and then I get a few, you know, stupid comments, but they just want, you know, they just want you to react kind of a thing. And, 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 and I have, and I have really, you know, thick skin. So I just ignore it and block and just, you know, go on about my day. And the thing about it too is like a lot of those people don't necessarily mean what they're saying. They're they're doing it for like online points, you know, like they just oh, want yeah. to get you to react. Oh yeah. Like, oh my God, Ava Hadid called me an asshole, then blocked me. Yay, I got points, you know. Like exactly. they're the fucking trolls. Exactly. That's all yeah. So I don't even give them you know, I used to go back and forth and, and defend my honor, if you will, you know, with these people, but now I just I don't have the time nor the energy to do it anymore. And if you think that, you know, I'm fat, well, newsflash, I am. So you know, you're not telling me anything I don't or the rest of the world doesn't already know by looking at me. You know what I mean? I don't see it. I, I still don't see fat. Like I'm looking at your picture on Skype as we're talking on the podcast right now. And I don't see fat. I see thick. I see curvy. Like there are some people that are fat. I used to be fat. I lost a ton of weight on the keto diet. I used to be fat, but I don't see it when I look at you. It, it, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't see it. But then again, it, it's maybe a, a, a cause of like people seeing what they want to see when they look at themselves. They see something different than other people see. Because sometimes, like I lost a hundred pounds and I'm like down to like the ideal yeah. weight for my height. But every time I look in the mirror, I still see a fat person. So maybe that's what you see. Because I don't see it. I see a beautiful woman with curves. I, I don't see no, anything. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just being serious and. We only have people on the podcast that that we you know admire. I think have an interesting story. So I do have a few more questions for us. I know you're a busy lady. Um, these were actually sent in when I said that I was going to have you on the show. There's a couple people on there. They're like, "Holy shit!" You know, and they sent in a couple questions. Okay. Okay. Have you ever had a date where you were with a couple, like a man and a woman, that had you in as like a third? Have you ever had any of those, and how have they gone? Oh my oh. God, so many, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Did the woman seem to spend more time with you or the guy during these dates? Because I'm curious now about that. So that is also a little bit of a gray area. Um, I've had times where it was obvious the man, it, it, it was the husband, the boyfriend, you know, the man's idea and the woman was really uncomfortable, um, you know, and, 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 and that, that then creates it to being my job to basically being like a teacher for them kind of a thing versus us all three engaging with each other. So that is like one, you know, you know, one branch of it. Another branch of it is just like, you're just, you're just a super horny couple that just wants to fuck everything under the sun. And those people are so much fun because they've been together for so long. They're so comfortable with each other that. If she's paying more attention to me, if he's paying more attention to me, neither one of them care. And that is a lot of fun. And then you've got the couple that's like, you don't really know whether the wife's a lesbian or not because she's way more into you than the guy is. And it's, that's just a little, it's just a little weird in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, I, I've seen a ton of couples. Personally, couples are my favorite. I love hanging out with couples. 
I can see like a lot of laughter during that because like the husband and wife, I'm sure they're sitting there talking like, hey, honey, what's your biggest fantasy? And it's like, man, I want to fuck another girl. And the girl's like, you know what? I kind of want to be with a girl too. And then like they get you in there and it's like a lot of experimentation and, and just fun. Oh, yeah. And I'm and I'm not like an awkward like I'm not an awkward like don't touch me here or I got to lay this way, you know, to look better in the lighting. I'm just like, let's do it. Get undressed. Let's get down and dirty. Let's have a good time. And 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 it's some of the best times I've ever had have been with couples. So I'm, I'm personally I'm a big threesome person. I love threesome, but that's not for everybody. Yeah, and I'm sure every guy has had that, and, and every woman as well has had that thought while they're with their spouse that after being with them for so long, and you're like, man, it would be kind of cool to bring, you know, X into the conversation or someone else. And But it's like a lot of people won't take that leap forward, and I guess that's why they would, you know, hire an escort, like a third party that has no relationship or they're never going to see them again, just someone random. Right, right, right. Well, and because that's where... The problem, the, that's where the problem creates is if you, you know, you hang out with, you know, it's, it's you and your wife and, you, you know, you fuck your wife's friend. That's going to create a problem because you guys are obviously, you know what I mean? You know her, you know, you know you're going to see her again. It, it could create drama between you. And also another thing is making sure that you're very comfortable with your, you know, your significant other, your spouse, that there's not going to be any issues with jealousy or insecurity or, you know, there's not going to be any problems after you do it because, you know, somebody's, you know somebody's feeling insecure or someone's a jealous person. So that's super important as well. Exactly. And I guess that's, that's like your job is, 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 is like the host, the liaison for like their fantasies and stuff like that. So like you really do serve an important role in a lot of people's relationships. You, you probably have brought more joy in these people's lives than they've had in years, you know, and maybe even brought them closer together just by being a part of one night, you know, in, in, in their life. And, oh yeah, totally. It's, you know, it's I, a, I've, had, I've had couples that have, you know, wrote me and they're like, you know, we, we become so much more experienced because of you, because the problem is, you know, if people, are, people are afraid of what other people think. And, you know, if somebody has a fetish or a kink or something that's, you know, a little bit unorthodox, you know, people are people, you know, you're not going to talk about it because you're afraid the other person's going to think you're weird. And that's how you, and, you know, and that's how people get stuck in, you know, a regimen of kind of doing the same thing all the time. And, and then they decide that they want to spice up their sex life. And then here I am showing up like, oh, you know, you should spank me. Oh, you should tie me up. You know, oh, you should blindfold me and, you know, run, you know, run wax down my body, you know? So, so, so when I, when I come into the picture and do things shit like that with them, they're just like, whoa, you know, <laughs> it, it's normal. We can do this yeah. and people aren't going to think we're weird kind of a thing. And it's really cool. I, I swear to God, you were so good at this because you were just segueing into questions that you don't even know that I'm going to ask you. And you're like bringing you right into it. <laughs> I was going to ask you this next because this one came in as well. Um, what was the oddest fetish that like a guy has or our girl has ever asked? Like, have you ever like pegged somebody like some random dude who shows up in a business suit and he's like, hey, can you peg me? I've always wanted this to happen. So I hired you to do this or some, or anything weird. Oh, yeah. One of one of the, you know, very famous men I've dated is super into that. Um, but that's not the weirdest. The weirdest fetish. I wouldn't say I'm not, I don't want to say weird because I don't want to kink shame. It was just different, different and not something that I expected. So I had a client of mine who was into being wrapped in like a latex. It's like a latex box. And you lay in it and you put a vacuum cleaner, you know, so, so they're completely submerged underneath this latex cover, if you will. And the only place that's, the only hole that's open is there's a hole for your mouth. 
and that's it. You're completely covered in latex. And it's a fetish of theirs to be vacuum sealed tight to where they can't breathe. So basically you put a vacuum cleaner in their mouth, you turn on the vacuum cleaner and it sucks all of the air out and they're completely compressed tight. So I had a, a, a client, if you will, who wanted me to vacuum seal him tight and just leave him, leave him in the room and take his credit card and go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Was there a limit? Did he tell you how much was on the credit card at least? Because, like, the thing is, like, let's say you go to, like, you know, Bloomingdale's and you're like, I'm going to spend $10,000, but the guy's got, like, a $1,000 limit. You buy all this shit. He go up there, it's like, decline, decline. All right, take I mean, the- I'm, I'm sure he gave me a card that had a limit on it or a prepaid card or something. I'm sh- I mean, he didn't hand over his platinum card, you know. But, I'm, you know, I, I obviously didn't go in there spending ten grand because I'd known this guy for a really long time. But, yeah, and he was like, the, 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 thing, the thing with that is, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, are you sure? You know, are you sure this isn't a fantasy? Are you sure you want me to leave you tied up in a room while I go to the spa and go shopping? And, and you know, I, and I did, and I was just like, oh, okay, whatever, man. So wait, <laughs> so when you came back to the hotel room, was was he so wrapped up in this shit? Yeah. <laughs> And was like, hey, you took a little longer than I thought. I got to pee. I'm like, well, you told me to leave you. Oh, my God. That is fucking hysterical. Oh, my God. So, like, this guy, I mean, like, I've seen this somewhere. Before. I don't remember where I've seen this, but I have seen the shrink wrapping thing. And the first time I saw this, I was like, holy shit, you're being shrink wrapped like a piece of beef jerky. And, like, this guy wants to be left behind. Like, what's the fear of, like, you know, I can't move? You know, like, this is a – or, like, I, I just understand, like, the psychology behind it. But some people get off on different things. No, yeah, they do because because the, apparently the shrink wrap, like, gets really, like, you know, obviously it gets really tighter on your body. But it, it creates, like, I, like, like a sensation in your dick that's, like, out of this world. I don't know. But I he asked me to do it, and I did it. it if there's a sensation around your dick, you would think it would be like the lower half at least. Cause I, I don't know, like, like I, like I, I hate being like held. Like I, I don't like being handcuffed or anything like that. So I, I just could imagine not being able to move. I would freak out. So this guy's got some pretty good self-control, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Now, now here's like, we got like three more questions here on, on, okay. on my list. Um, Was there ever a client that you showed up and like the person had the money, they had everything ready to go. But you showed up and this person, and of course, I'm, we're not going to ask for any names here. Someone that you just walked in like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. But you had to go through it anyway because the time was already, you know, purchased or you already got the money. Is there anyone that just turned you off so much that you were like, I got to just get through this and it's over. I'll never talk to them again. Um, there's probably been a time where where that where it's been manageable but if I go somewhere and I'm grossed out or if I'm just not feeling the vibe or if the person just weirds me out I will just you know keep your donation amount oh shit the only to be honest with you I I I really had you know there was one instance where I was held captive and beat and 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 left held up in a room for a few hours but other than that I've never personally had you know, an issue with anybody that's been gross or not that I can think of anywhere off the top of my head, but, but, but if, if, if there was a situation like that, I would just leave because $600 is not Uh, worth smelling ass for two hours or whatever. 
Oh, of course not. Uh, so, oh my God, like this just brings about a whole nother question. So you were beaten and held? Yeah, I had, I had a, um, a Middle Eastern uh, client of mine who, who, who came in from, um, came in from Palestine and, you know, he, you know, obviously he's from another country, so he doesn't have references here. You know, his English is, you know, very little. I speak three languages, so I was able to kind of, we were able to kind of, you know, navigate, um, navigate through. He, no, he, he actually did have a reference. He was an international reference, which I usually don't do international references because I don't know them. But this girl was super verified. Like she was everywhere, hundreds of thousands of followers. She was a big deal out in the Middle East. So I was like, all right, you know what the hell she's you know he's probably safe and he had a a a a degrading degrading middle eastern woman fetish and actually i do have i have gotten that request a lot well you know they'll want me to wear the hijab or they'll want to fuck me on the torah or they'll you know they'll 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 say and you know degrading insulting things to middle eastern women because you know they get off on that and that is something that i completely do not play with i do not i will not degrade my culture nor anyone else's culture for you to get off and for your fetish so believe it or not i actually do get a lot of those requests you know can you wear the hijab and can i fuck you and you know in your hijab and i'm you know or, or or your you know your 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 muslim outfits and i'm like absolutely not yeah yeah because that's getting a little too personal at that point you it know? is it is and, yeah. and and you know and 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 that's and the the degrading that they do they don't necessarily mean it. It's just something for them to get off on. But I'm just, I'm, I'm personally just not going to deal with that. I mean, the thing is, like, even though like you're providing a service and they're paying for it, it doesn't mean you got to degrade yourself. I mean, there has to be no. some sort of professionalism. No. Fuck yeah. that. And I think it's really funny how like the tables turn too, because like a little earlier we were mentioning how like you know you you felt ashamed. You went to a girls' school. You know you were a little bit bigger than the other girls, and now the tables have flipped. And like women that are built like you are all the rage. And if you don't have an ass, if you've got no tits, you got no meat on your bones. People are like, man, fuck that. I want the meaty girls. And it's it's so weird how like the how like the tables turn, you know. And and, and I think it's great. Well, what's really weird and what's really actually kind of comical are, are how all of the girls that I went to high school with, you know, Becky, who's married, you know, who married a, you know, doctor and has five kids and living, you know, in Sherman Oaks and fucking miserable. Now, all of a sudden, want to be my friend, want to be nice to me. Oh, my God, you look so good. How are you? Wow. You, you, you know, you really filled out. Wow. You know, it's really cool what you're doing. You know, we never expect this from you. It's that is just a dime a dozen now, too. Oh God, yeah, and and now here's like you know like oh my God, I love talking to you. You're phenomenal, and the more I talk to you, the more things I want to ask. But I know we got a time limit here. Um, when so like let's say hypothetically, right? Because like I'm I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this question correctly here. Um, so like right now you're a bigger girl. Your popularity sky high. You're getting bigger and bigger all the time. More and more followers. More and more fans. Everybody loves the way you look. You just did plumper pass. You got a bright future ahead of you. Let's say hypothetically you wanted to lose weight. Are you afraid to do it at this point? Because the way you look now is like where you're starting to blow up popularity wise. So yes and no. I, so when I, about a month out from my plumper pass shoot, I was like, okay, I really need to tone my shit up. Like I need to be like bomb on camera. And I did like, you know, I have a month to get in the best shape of my life. You can, 
and you and if you can go back and read this tweet, I'll, I'll tag you on it so you can see it because it's kind of far down. You know, I have, you know, 32 days or whatever it is to get in the best shape of my life. And it was like from the second I posted it, do not lose weight. Do not lose weight. If you lose weight, we will not shoot you. Do not lose Please don't lose your body. Please don't lose weight. And I was just like, wow, people really liked me the way that I look right now, you know? And I, you know, obviously I did lose some pounds, you know, because I was eating healthier, you know, I was working out more, but I wasn't, I wasn't going in with the mindset to like, oh, I need to lose 60 pounds kind of a thing. I was just, it was just more of to like to tone up. But I don't think even if I wanted to lose weight that my family didn't even let me. <laughs> yeah, and and it's funny because there there is a market for everything. I mean, there's a website dedicated to midgets. There's dedicated to mm-hmm. you know blondes, blacks, whites, and all this other shit. So I mean, like you have the perfect market. You got a unique look. You got a great personality, good head in your shoulders, and you're going to go very far. Thank that's, you. Oh, of course. Well, that's it. I do have one last question for you. You're a very busy lady. Okay. There was a tweet recently where, you know, you just got your dog back. This dog's <laughs> been missing for, you know, a couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. I have two dogs myself. How did that feel when you lost your dog? Like, what happened? Can you describe that? Oh, my God. This, the story of what happened and how I got my dog would literally be an hour itself because it's so ridiculous. I, I, I'm My blood is still boiling from it. But so I just moved to L.A., you know, um, and when I travel, my dogs stay with my mom. You know, my mom lives on the beach close by. So, you know, they're, they're my dog. I, I have, I, between my boyfriend and I, we have four dogs. Oh, We're boy. A lot of love in that house. In this family. Yeah. There's a lot of dogs in my family. But it's my, my little Pomeranian. And um, the, my, I have a, a back door entrance that's like a half door. So you can let, like, the breeze come in. Anyway, my, my other dog knows how to push the door open so they can run downstairs and run around in the little in the little backyard that that I had so she did that and the gate that leads from from the patio to the backyard was open and she took off and she was gone for two days I was like so stressed out I I had no idea what I was going to do this dog is my life she's I've had her you know for you know for seven years and this woman found her and wouldn't let me have her she was trying to keep her and she didn't believe me that she was my dog and anyway long story short I had I got her back finally last night after her being missing for two days and I had to show up with the with the Los Angeles Police Department with me because this woman would not give me my dog back so very grateful I got her back I'm, I'm that's such super, bullshit. Super happy because I was gonna honestly, I was gonna email you and I was gonna say, hey, look, I don't honestly don't even think I could even do this podcast. I mean, I couldn't walk down the street, you know, without crying my eyes out. I was so upset. So I'm just super fortunate that you know people, you know, were were retweeting and responding because that's honestly the way that I found her was somebody, somebody, some this lady tweeted a picture with my dog in the car with her and somebody tagged me in, and that's how I found her. Oh my god, it's such bullshit because like dogs. Are, are, are like an extended part of the family. Like I have two dogs who we've had them for about four years now. We love them to death. And you have an exotic dog. I mean, people love Pomeranians and they're very high priced dogs in the market. If you look on the internet, you, you can spend thousands. Okay. Of this lady saw yours and was like, oh, free dog. I'm taking it. It's mine now. You know, it's such exactly. bullshit. Exactly. Oh yeah. I, it, it's like, she's lucky I didn't fucking kill her last night after refusing to give me my own dog back and telling me that wasn't my dog. <laughs> 
what a bitch. And like, and like you probably have personal pictures with the dog and it's like, this lady has none because she just stole oh, it off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm like, and I, and I, and she's also still microchip. She's also registered to me. And the, the cops were like, you know, yeah, this is your dog, but we can't force woman to give you her dog back. If she doesn't want to give you her dog, this is a civil matter. You're going to have to go to civil court. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. It is, I, I'll tell you right now, not going down to that. I know where this woman lives and I will come and break in her house if I have to to get this dog back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ava, you are fucking amazing. You know that? Thank you. I've done a lot of interviews. I've interviewed, you know, like a famous pro wrestler, writer, a bunch of adult, uh, you know, film stars. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't say this to everybody, but you are easily the most easy person to talk to and very cool. And I would love to have you back on just to shoot the shit once in a while because you're cool as hell, man. There's so much to Thank we Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times people were like, you know, I was actually intimidated by you or I thought you're going to be a bitch, but you're actually really cool. And I am, you know, I'm just, I'm just a super open person. I like to talk. I like to share my story and I also like to hear other people's stories. So I would love to come back. Yeah. You're fucking awesome. And like, yeah, just really cool. And, and I guarantee you, if you did your own podcast, it'd be a fucking hit because you have a lot of stories to tell. I have a lot of stories and questions still just burning to my brain right now, but we have to save that for another time because we have yes, we going did. We've gone an hour and it's like, you know, um, I normally try to keep these, you know, around, you know, like an hour mark because I don't want people to get bored and tune out and stuff like that and give them wanting more. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And I always end every episode like this. If you have anything you want to plug, promote, anything like that, websites, Twitter pages, throw the links out now. And if you can't think of any, you can always email them. I'm going to throw them up on the podcast description. So here's your time Perfect. to just throw shit out there. So all of my social media, my Twitter, my Instagram, my OnlyFans, my Snapchat, my many vids, everything has the same name, Persians Finest. My website is avagfe.com. That's going to be coming down though soon. Um, but other than that, you, everywhere you're going to find me is Persians Finest. Very simple, short and sweet, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Ava, you are phenomenal, and I hope that you have everything in life that you want and and i wish you all but the best you're you're a phenomenal guest my personal favorite very easy to talk to like we've known each other for years i love it and i can't wait to have you back on again thank you so much i appreciate it i'd love to come back oh excellent i love to hear that you have a good night ava thank you for coming on thank the you. Podcast. hey everyone this is stevie richards when i'm not doing stevie richards fitness well actually when i am doing stevie richards fitness resistance band training programs I like to listen to my friends on the Voices of Misery podcast. They talk about literally everything and anything, some stuff that might offend you. So if you're not easily offended, don't subscribe because they say whatever is on their minds is actually, actually subscribe, subscribe anyway. You might learn something and check them out anywhere you can download and listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, check them out at voicesofmisery.podbean.com.